Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Well, good morning. Forgot to click the clicker on the back. Yeah, there's a couple big games here this morning, or not this morning, but later on this afternoon. And some people have been asking me, Life, what do you think about those Packers? Here's what I'm saying. I realize they're going against a tough team. I'm saying I'm very cautiously optimistic about the pack. That's where I'm at with the Packers. And I'm hoping, like Nate said this morning, I'm hoping that, uh, that they wind up on top. But I realize it's going to be a very, very tough game. Well, we're going to move from Green Bay to the movie this morning, Green Book. The last two weeks, we've gone through Bohemian Rhapsody. And last week, as Nate shared, we did The Upside. And now we're going to move to the movie, The Green Book. An incredible movie. It got Oscars for Best Picture, Best Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor. It's a movie about two men, Don and Frank, and their journey from the Midwest down into the Deep South as they, take, as they go on tour. Don is an African-American classical jazz pianist. Frank otherwise known as Tony the Lip, and they call him that because he can talk his way out of anything, and his language gets colorful, and that might show up in some of these clips. But Tony is a bouncer at the Copacabana in New York City, and Don hires Tony to be his driver and his bouncer or bodyguard as he travels on into this tour down into the segregated south, which is very, very dangerous because it takes place in 1962. True story, the name of the movie comes from a book that was written called The Negro Motorist Green Book. And it was a book written for African Americans as they traveled south so they knew where the safe places were to eat, to stay, and to lodge without going through the prejudice and the beatings and the racism that took place often um, in the South. And it was written by Victor Hugo Green, thus the Green Book. Well, in the midst of their travels, one key word struck out to me as I watched this movie. Understanding. Each man came with his differences. Tony was white, Italian, poor, used his fist to deal with conflict and people. Don was African-American, wealthy, well-mannered, and eloquent in handling conflict and people. But both men at the beginning of this journey lacked understanding for one another, but grew to deeply understand each other and forge a friendship that lasted until the day they died. And interestingly enough, both men died within six months of each other. Another thing I want to mention is that in the movie, this tour lasted eight weeks. But as I was looking it up, the fact finder on it, it was actually a year and a half that they were gone um, down on, the, on this tour with, with Don. Well, Martin Luther King was a torchbearer for this type of understanding between races, especially using nonviolence. And he said this, the method of nonviolence seeks not to humiliate and not to defeat the oppressor, but it seeks to 
win his friendship and his understanding. And thereby and therefore the aftermath of this method is reconciliation. Don and Tony were on a journey towards this type of understanding. And actually, this is our value of oneness here at Grace Crossing Church. We celebrate this type of understanding toward diverse unity. We believe every person deserves to experience God's love, no matter what age, what ethnicity, or gender. Martin Luther King went on to connect both understanding and love when he said, violence as a way of achieving racial justice is both impractical and immoral. It is impractical because it is a descending spiral ending in destruction for all. It is also immoral because it seeks to humiliate an opponent rather than, again, win his understanding. It seeks to annihilate rather than to convert. Violence is immoral because it thrives on hatred rather than love. Understanding conveys love to the other person because it seeks to comprehend their real situation. Stephen Covey from his famous book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says this, if I were to summarize in one sentence the single most important principle I have learned in the field of interpersonal relations, it's this. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. But let's face it, most of us, we want to be understood first. We want to get our point across. We want others to know how we really feel about something. And at best, we can kind of pretend to listen to others. Or actually, when we're listening, we're kind of thinking about what to say next and really not moving towards understanding. There's a better way. King Solomon, the wisest of all kings, shared in Proverbs 18:2. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. This has been a problem for a long time in relationships. Our big idea this morning is that love seeks to understand someone first. It takes the lead foot to understand someone first. How do we do this? This morning we're going to take a look at three ways that we can express love by seeking to understand. And the first one is Take time to really listen. In this scene that we're about to, to, to show here, Don and Frank are at a nightclub. It's an all-black nightclub. And the reason why they're there is they got kicked out of the all-white nightclub down in the south. Strangely enough, it was a nightclub that Don was scheduled to perform in. But he basically said... If they won't let me eat here, I'm not going to play there. And they were refusing to let him eat in this nightclub. So they both leave. And Frank decides, let's go to this other nightclub, this all-black nightclub. So they're, they're there, and they're at a bar, 
and there's a female black bartender speaking to Don. She's not doing a good job of listening. She's making a lot of assumptions. So this idea of listening and assumptions isn't just with different races. It's even within races. Let's take a look at this. What'd you do? All dressed up like that. Nothing particularly important. Yeah. Shouldn't judge a man by his clothes. He's only the greatest piano player in the world. That right. You're good. Don't be shy, Dot. Tell her who you are. Don't tell me nothing. Show me.
He knows how to tickle those ivories, doesn't he? Proverbs 18.13 says this. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. We need to take time to slow down and really listen. That means those of you that are talkers, keep the yapper shut. Those of you that are thinkers, open your mind. Those of you that are feelers, open your heart. Because we can shut down listening even when we're not talking if our heart and our mind isn't engaged. James says it this, says it this way in, in James 1.19. Let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak, and thus slow to anger. There's a sequence here. There's a priority order that James is showing us that moves us towards understanding, and it starts with listening, then speaking, and then anger if needed. But usually, if we take time to listen, and we ask good questions, the person will feel understood and we won't need to talk so much. And usually it won't lead to anger. Because think about it. What brings us to anger in conversations? I don't feel you understand me. You're not listening to me. And it escalates and it escalates to yelling and further lack of understanding. But if we slow down and listen and ask good questions, it usually will not escalate to that level. I've got a question for you. How well do you listen to others? I want you to take some time today or in this next week to ask your spouse or a close friend, how you're doing with listening. And even at the end of a conversation, ask, do you feel listened to? Do you feel like I understood you? I've got to admit, over the holidays, um, I didn't do a really good job at that. My wife, Jean, said, life, I don't feel like you're listening to me. The busyness of everything, my mind was thinking of something else instead of just locking, locking in with her to really listen and understand. And I want to get better at that. I mean, I'll, I'll say that I took a step back and I'm like, wow, life, you got some work to do here. I want to try something with you for just 20 seconds and I'm going to time us. And I want you to think about the people in your life that really took time to listen to you. And ask yourself, how did that make me feel? Okay? 20 seconds. Those that listened to you and how that made you feel. 
go. Reflect on that. The people in your life that really listen to you. In an age of cell phones and social media, we can get so distracted from really listening to each other. And it's so meaningful when we do. The second area that we express love through understanding is being willing to take risks for someone. It's one thing to listen. It's another to move out of our comfort zone and to really take a risk to seek to understand someone. Let's watch this next clip. It's really funny. Tony and Don are in the car on this tour, and they're working through some racial stereotypes about food. And just a little heads up, we've had trouble, some technical difficulties kind of downloading these, so that's why it's looking a little bit different this Sunday morning, but they're going to have it ready to go here. Here we go. Mm. I think this is the best Kentucky Fried Chicken I ever had. But I guess it's fresher down here, right? I don't think I've ever met anyone with your appetite. No. I got the bucket so you could have some. I've never had fried chicken in my life. Who are you bullshitting? You people love the fried chicken, the grits and the collard greens. I love it too. Negro cooks used to make it all the time when I was in the army. You have a very narrow assessment of me, Tony. Yeah, right? I'm good. No, no, you're not good. You're bad. I'm saying just because other Negroes enjoy certain types of music, it doesn't mean I have to, nor do we all eat the same kind of food. True! Wait a minute. If you said all guineas like pizza and spaghetti and meatballs, I'm not going to get assaulted. You're missing the point for you to make the assumption that every Negro... Hey, you want some or not? No. Hey, come on. Tell me that don't smell good. It, huh? It smells okay. I prefer not to get grease on my blanket. Ooh, I'm going to get grease on my blanket. Come on, have a piece. It ain't going to kill you. Come on, take it, eat it. No. Take it. I'm throwing it in the back. You, don't you dare. Then you better take it. How do you have plates or utensils? Bafungu, eat it with your hands. That's how you're supposed to. I can't do that. Eat it. Come on, take it, take it, take it. I got drive. Ten and two on the wheel. Come Tommy. on. Take it, take it, take it. Come on, come on. There you go. Huh? I, I can't do this, Tony. Eat the goddamn thing. Jesus. What no good? Mm. It just seems so un- unsanitary. Who gives a shit? Just relax and enjoy it. You know, my father used to say, whatever you do, do it 100%. When you work, work. When you laugh, laugh. When you eat, eat like it's your last meal. You want another piece? Here, have a breast. Delicious. Take it. Here you go. What do we do about the bones? We do this. 
This is what we do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love that one where they go back and he said, ah, the squirrels will eat it up. I got a kick out of that. Well, these guys couldn't be more different, but they're leaning in to taking some risks for each other, especially in conversation and around food. You know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, 9 through 13 leaned in to difficult situations as well. Let's read this. Even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. And we can throw race in there. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world. And I tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all this because of the message, the gospel message. And I didn't just want to talk about it. And I love how this ends. I wanted to be in on it. Paul wanted to be in on it. He entered into other people's world. He wanted to bring the gospel message of love. Paul was so good at finding common ground with other people. He didn't come across as a know-it-all, but he came across as a learner. He accepted people for where they were, and he was sensitive to their cultures and where they were coming from. And we are called to do the same. We are called to move out of our comfort zones into other people's worlds, into their point of view. That's oneness. That's our value here at Grace Crossing Church. It's, it's really love. Martin Luther King um, moved along that pathway as well. We here at Grace Crossing Church have taken steps to keep moving in this pathway through the taste of nations. It's been a time where we see someone from another culture and learn what it's like in their world from their point of view. We've done some reading and we've sought to educate ourselves through, through some of the books that we did when we did the series on oneness. I want to encourage us to keep moving towards educating ourselves about other cultures through blogs or books or articles, movies like we're watching here. You know, Pastor Gill, uh, a couple weeks ago, 
geez, maybe it was a little bit longer than that, but he encouraged us as a leadership team and gave us a calendar that tracks through all of 2020. And on each little day, there's a little snippet of someone from another culture sharing a story or a perspective or their point of view just to keep learning, just to keep educating ourselves as leaders. And I know some of you have, have gone out to lunch with, with others from different cultures just, just to learn, just to grow. I want you to ask, just, just take a moment and ask God where he may be inviting you to step out of your comfort zone and take a risk to understand someone from a different culture. Just take a moment. I want to just give a little silence on that. Ask God where he may be inviting you to step out of your comfort zone and take a risk to understand someone from a different culture. Take a moment just to think about that. It's good to pause and reflect and let God in along the way. The third and final area that we can demonstrate love through understanding is to be willing to stand up for what is right around other people. In this clip, the, the tour has come to a close. Don and Tony are back in New York City. It's Christmas Eve. And Tony invites Don over for his family dinner, but Don declines. He wanted to be alone. He's more of an introvert and chose to stay at home. But they have their dinner at Tony's house, and in the midst of that meal, there's some racial slurs that get thrown around. Let's watch how Tony deals with that as well as an unexpected guest that arrives. Kiss me like that Daddy, at the table. Like All right, relax. Sit down. You all right? You seem a little quiet. Yeah. Nah, I'm just tired. Long trip. Take care of that thing. Thanks. Yeah, you owe me 75 bucks. 75? Charlie says 60. Oh, I'm doing this for free. <laughs> hey, Tony. Tony. Tell us about the trip. You've been gone two months. Yeah, how was he to Tutsone? You get on your nerves? Don't call him that. All right. You should have seen the day last week. Little Frankie climbed up onto the TV. I took a picture of him. It was so cute. 
You're so funny up there. What are you, nuts, D? With all the tubes back there? Oh. You could have got electrocuted. No. What are you drinking? What are you thinking about? of toasters? You can't no, get electrocuted from a TV. She's not thinking about a toaster. She got a TV. Did she take it in the back? You're not going to get electrocuted. Charlie. Hey, look. Johnny invited me. Oh. Well, come on in. <laughs> you remember Marie? Hey, Murray. Charlie actually came? I was kidding. <laughs> With the wife, too? Jeez. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Hello, what Christmas. a boy. Nice to see you. Everybody, Charlie from the pawn shop. Hey. Didn't bring nothing. Christmas. Can you believe it? Yeah. 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 Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> This is Dr. Donald Shirley. Merry Christmas. Being sung by choir. Come on. Make some room. Get this man a play. Hello. You must be Dolores. Welcome. Bona tarde. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your husband with me. Thank you for helping him with the lettuce. <laughs> I love that scene. It took such great courage for Tony to take a stand in the midst of what was going on in his own family. He took a bold step. And that last little scene where she said, thank you for the letters, it was cool how uh, Tony was struggling to write letters and love letters to his wife throughout this tour. And Don came alongside of him to help him because he was comparing his wife to like a pickup truck and all these kind of <laughs> weird things. He's like, ah, let, let me help you with that. And, you know, he's, as he is, he's very eloquent and very good with words. And uh, he got him to really feel what he really felt and convey that through some letters. So it's just such a powerful scene here between these two men and their friendship in the midst of uh, Don not being so welcomed um, at first um, by his family. I really believe that was a step of love a step of surrendering what his family thought of him in this moment um, to really love and support Don at, at such a pivotal time. And this is so similar to the love of Jesus. Let's take a look at John 15, 12 through 14. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus paved the way for understanding through love. 
He stood up for what was right, even though it costed him his reputation, his status, and his very life. Jesus was always about love, a love that was willing to surrender his life for his friends. What does it mean to lay down your life for a friend? I think the obvious is we're, we're willing to take a bullet or harm for someone. We see that a lot with our military, police, and fire. But there's another way to do it too, and Tony shows us. He surrendered what others thought of him. He surrendered to especially what his family thought about him around some really difficult conversations, and especially with Don, a friend that was not welcomed because of race. Martin Luther King shared this, the time is always right to do what is right. And the ultimate measure of a man or woman is not where he or she stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he or she stands at times of challenge and controversy. What challenge or controversy might God be inviting you into so that you can stand up for what is right for a brother or sister from a different culture? Maybe you're in the midst of that right now and wondering how to deal with that situation. Maybe it's ahead of you. What Grace Crossing Church, we want to lean into those situations and do what is right and take a stand, even though it may cost us something with our own reputation. So I want to encourage us along this pathway of, of love and understanding to grow, to really listen, to be willing to take risks and to stand up for others, even in the midst of other people. Let me pray. Father, as we watch these movie clips, as we see in your word how love seeks to, to understand and there may be some gaps that we have in areas that we can grow in. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would, would move in our hearts, mine included, Lord God. I say, I want to surrender this area to you and I want to keep growing in this area. And I just really pray that for all my brothers and sisters here and for us as a church, that we would keep growing. Thank you for the growth that we've seen. Help us to keep striving and moving towards more, Lord, for what you have for us. It's such a vital area. We love you. We thank you that you will walk with us and you will give us the strength and the wisdom that we need each step of the way. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here this morning, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at 
www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.